This is the NPO Media Podcast, produced by volunteers with the National Alliance on Mental Illness, New York City, Staten Island Chapter. Individual opinions expressed on this podcast do not represent those of the National Alliance on Mental Illness. My name is Pete, your host, and my guest for this episode will be Alana. Alana is a busy mom who took time out of her schedule to join me this evening via Skype, and I appreciate that. Alana, why don't you tell folks a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much for for having me on. How to describe myself? I am a mother of two boys who are very energetic, 9 and 11. We are living on Staten Island. I'm married to my wonderful husband for 17 years. I am in sales. I sell ad fraud solutions. And um, on the side, which is, I, I think, really just starting to be more of letting out my true authentic self, I've discovered positive psychology. So I've, I've received a, a certification within that. I've become a, a practitioner for, for positive psychology and, and have actually started to work closely with some of the folks at NAMI so that we can really just start to be able to activate what's good within really just surrounding any kind of help for those that are living with mental illness, for those who are mothers or, or daughters or, or siblings or wives or, or husbands or brothers, anyone connected that, that really wants to be able to get the best out of life, not, not only for their loved one, but, but really for themselves as well. I think that's a very good message. Can I ask where your interest in psychology came from? Well, that's such a nice question. And, um, you know, I, I, I love when I get this question because I always feel like that when I answer it, that a lot of people just start nodding their heads and, and, and just start feeling what it is that I've felt for a number of years and, and start to be able to maybe recognize it within themselves. So I had, for a number of years, chest pains that, that I lived with. And then I, I just thought it was normal and, and that, you know, I'm just one of those high anxiety, high energy type A kind of people that likes to get stuff done and, and you know, lives, lives with the pain and, and lives through the pain and, until I got diagnosed with high blood pressure. And that was just at the age of 40. And even though, you know, I'm, I'm fit and, and I take care of myself and, and I really don't drink much at all you know, it's still something that, that was living within me and and it was shocking. And and then you you start to say, wow, you know, there's, there's an actual ramification to this pain and, and, and I want to fix it. And and I want to do it in a way where I'm not just, just popping a pill and and, and what is that? So I, I started to really go within and start to understand that that emotional pain was actually connected to the way that I live. And, and that anxiety was, was something that could be actually looked at really deeply and, and, and embraced. And, and through that, I learned that in, in embracing that, there are ways in which that, that you can start to live your life that allows you to, to, to feel joy regularly. And, and when, when I figured all that out, I kind of just knew that I needed to share it with, with others, specifically within the, the NAMI community because I, I grew up with a sibling who had mental illness and, and you know, unfortunately is, is, is still battling within that. And just knowing that there were ways in which that I, I would be able to take all of this knowledge and, and help 
anyone that can be feeling any pain within their body emotionally, whether it comes out through anger, whether it comes out through sadness, depression, all of these are elements that can completely be looked at and, and evaluated and can actually, in, in some ways, be something that can be used to grow. And, and how, how do we do this together in a group so that we can actually start living our, our best life? So my, my feeling is that, you know, once I started to be able to learn how to share this information, that, that I would bring it to NAMI first and foremost and help those who were potentially struggling the way that I was for, for all of those years. Well, I can certainly respect that. And as they say, you get by giving. Can you share your thoughts from the perspective of a family member living with someone with mental illness? Having someone that you're potentially living with or interfacing with on a regular basis that's really close to you in, in, in your family, you know, that you're giving of yourself all the time. You know, it's, it's kind of this constant desire to be able to help someone that may not be ready for it, or maybe they were ready for it, and then something happened and they had a setback. And so constantly having these kinds of challenges that can be in so many ways heartbreaking and disappointing, but then there's a great high of it that can happen where you're you're 100% pleased and something wonderful has occurred can kind of make you feel, you know, like, like you're, you're going through highs and lows yourself. And when you're living with those highs and, and those lows and, you know, the, the brain can't help but really hone in on what's, what's not working. Why is that? We have a negative bias with, within our brains that has happened, you know, ev evolutionarily. We've, we've been 100% groomed to really pay attention very closely to, to things that, that, that are negative, right? And, and we have to do it for survival purposes, you know, and, and that isn't really something that we need today to survive, but it is something that still plagues us. And, and specifically, if, if you're trying to, you know, get around mental illness with someone that, that's close to you, you can let those negative feelings and those negative thoughts, you know, sometimes really take over. So, it's important to be able to cultivate positivity, right, in, in, in the face of this. And what we know from the research is that there's a possibility of taking what it is as far as, as thought patterns and, and neural pathways that are already active w within our minds that, you know, have, have had this negativity bias. And it's actually possible to look at those thoughts and, and look at those patterns and look at those neural pathways and make a conscious decision to actually rewire them, to actually undo all of the rumination, all of those thought processes that kind of just kick in when something occurs and take a step back even further and say, wow, you know, that actually, that's something that I can choose to not have to think about. I, I can actually stop for a moment. I can feel the feelings that it's generating and, and, and you know, whether or not there's, there's a pain that's occurring, maybe it's happening in the heart, maybe there's a tightening that's happening in the belly. I can actually in real time see that because of that negative thought process and, and that pattern that comes up for me, it's creating some dis-ease 
within my being. And I'm sensitive to that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say to myself, let's get curious about it. Why am I feeling this way? Why is there a negative thought pattern coming up? And, and, and why do I react this way? Because when you start to actually pick it apart, that's what we call awareness. And when awareness is something that we live in, we can then stop being a slave to those thoughts and we can start to actually have our thoughts work for us. We can start to replace the negative bias and the negative thinking with positive instead. What do I want to get out of this? What is the thing that I can do where I can actually learn? How do I actually want to show up today? I can start asking those questions. And when I do that, I can create new neural pathways. And the more that I do that, the more my brain becomes wired that way. So that when the negative issues do occur or the times of stress, I can start to become empowered where I no longer have to maybe for a week or two weeks or, or even longer start to feel anxiety or, or depression. I can write then in real time activate on resilience and I can decide to live in a place of peace. So in, in my mind, it's first and foremost having the actual education that the thoughts that we have in our mind are something that we choose and that we don't have to make them choose us. And that once you understand that, actually allowing yourself to learn the art of creating a brain that is wired for, for happiness, for joy, for connection, and peace. That was beautiful. I know you've said you've had some tough times, but I can't picture you as being anything but a positive person. It's shocking to people that, you know, when I tell them that I was always really negative and I lived with anxiety and depression for years, I went back and forth between that forever. I was that person that you would sit down with and, um, you know, maybe you would meet me for a cup of coffee and I would, I would just literally complain for one hour. And I remember people would say to me, wow, you just like to complain. When you have a brain that is already predisposed to take a negative, right? A lot of the times we just continue to do that. And whatever it is that you do on a regular basis, your brain is going to say, oh, wait, so you really like complaining. Let me rewire myself to make it much easier for you to do that. So all that means is that, you know, if you're sitting at um, you know, a, a red light and someone ahead of you doesn't hit, you know, the gas as soon as it turns green, that right then and there, you go straight to complaining. Right then and there, you go straight to anger. And the thing is, you start to actually go around not understanding where any of the joy is in life because it's literally always someone else's fault. There's something to complain about. There's something to find an issue within. And that's how a lot of folks are going around today with their brains actually wired for complaining. That is a very good point that I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to. And I think guilt and worry about what's happened and what will happen are bogging so many people down. Exactly. So a lot of us are really, really obsessed with, with past thinking and, and then really obsessed with, with future planning, right? And, you know, the, the research shows that depression stems from rumination over past judgment and anxiety stems from future planning, worries about the future. 
So if we are consistently in this future or past state living with this kind of, you know, discomfort and, and, and disease, it 100% robs us of the only thing that we will ever truly have, which is the present moment. That is the only thing that we will ever be able to touch and experience. But we actually sacrifice that in exchange for depression and anxiety. That totally makes sense, but the path just seems so difficult. And I can tell you, when you're first getting started with this, when your brain, you know, is already, you know, going through this, this other kind of bias, it seems impossible, but it does actually change. You can rewire your brain for joy. And, and I know it sounds crazy to say it, but you can actually take all of this and become someone that looks at everything as a blessing, even the problems. The problems are just lessons. So compared to your earlier or darker days, where are you at right now? So I, I've started on this journey when I turned 40, when I got the chest pains. It was almost two Decembers ago. And um, so now we're, we're coming up on two years. I can tell you today I'm living with, thank God, zero chest pains. My blood pressure is totally normalized. And, and I can tell you that I don't rush through life the way that I used to. It's not a race. And I can look at my kids' faces, you know, when I'm doing homework with them. And that could be the worst thing that you could ever do. Or you can actually say, wow, you know, this is temporary. They're not always going to be here. We're not always going to be doing this homework together. You know, let, did I actually look at their faces or did I just try to ignore this whole thing and push it away? Or did I actually experience here now, the present moment with my children. Did I do that? Thank you for giving specific examples and for also giving hope that we can indeed change the way we think and approach situations. At this point, do you have any final words for our listeners? In closing, you know, when you are at the point that you start to live with awareness, that, that you start to, to know that thinking is, is something that you can actually have work for you, you start to really declutter your mind, right? And you start to be able to have a lot of focus on, on what matters most. You start to be able to make room for that. And where that really lives is within gratitude and, and within appreciation and within feeling satisfied with what you are and really just wrapping your arms around acceptance. So if we can allow ourselves to actually live within that, being thankful for being alive, really just looking to make high quality connections with our loved ones, really just allowing ourselves to enjoy the little things, like not even the leaves swaying, but the actual wind that's swaying the leaves, actually taking note of all of the beautiful little pieces of this world that we are so blessed to be a part of, if, if we can start to do that in the morning when, when we first wake up and, and instead of wishing to God that we didn't have to get out of bed, if we can first just point out what we're excited to do, if we can first say, well, thank you, God, for waking my kids up and, and thank you, God, you know, that, that I've got eyes to see and, and that there's air for me to breathe, if I can get everyone to remember how to activate this all throughout their days, all throughout their hours, down to the second in real time, then I will feel like I've truly, truly made a difference. Alana, thank you for being on the podcast 
and for all the great work you're doing in the community. I wish you much success in all of your future endeavors. Thank you for this opportunity. I, I so appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the NPO Media Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. This podcast is brought to you by volunteers from NAMI, New York City, Staten Island. Their website is namistatenisland.org. If you or someone you know is interested in participating in an NPO Media Podcast, please email us at info at npomedia.org.